And we are recording. It's a solar rant. Today is April 1st. I should have done a fucking April Fool's joke. Hey, I have AIDS. Um, uh, had two guests, and then I canceled on them. I thought I had a prior obligation. Turns out I don't, so now I'm just a fucking idiot. And uh, once every two months, I copy all the podcasts. Every day, I copy the podcast to a 100-terabyte hard drive I have on the desk. Once a week, I copy it to uh, some podcasts I have in like a waterproof, fireproof bag do that on Sundays and then once every two months I undo the the duck the D-U-C-C named as such after the deep underground command, command center command command center D-U-C-C proposed I think under LBJ that was going to be 3,500 feet directly below the Pentagon I think it was going to be like a carbon copy of the Pentagon in terms of square footage but it was going to be a, a bunker on it was going to be NORAD on fucking bath salts and uh greatly ashamed i mean aside from killing jfk i think him canceling the duck was probably the worst thing he's ever taken off this planet aside from jfk kind of butchered that delivery much likely harvey hey um but it's uh you can't really see him i don't want to move him they're the it's by the company a data a data a d a t a they're wrapped in like steel they have cushioning. They're waterproof. I have those inside EMP bags, inside waterproof bags, inside EMP bags, and solid waterproof bags to the point where there's so many layers that six hard drives, which are maybe the size of like a third of a shoebox, end up being far bigger than like a hiking backpack. And that's inside of a, a waterproof, fireproof safe that's rated for one hour at 1800 degrees. And that one's inside of another safe, which is rated for two hours at 1800 degrees. I call it the duck. If that thing is ever needed, there's kind of an irony to it because I will not be here to retrieve it. If that thing's ever truly put to the test, something's gone horribly wrong. Um, but anyway, I do that once every two months. I used to do it every week. Now I, I used to do it every day and then I did it every week and then I did it every month, and I'm doing it every two months. It's such a fucking bitch to put together and take apart. All that being said, it's because I don't know if you can hear it, but it's like the hard drives are like clicking, which I know is a terrible sign. But those are the desktop hard drives clicking, not the duck ones. So I don't really care what happens to the desktop ones. There's there's literally 100 terabytes of them. They, they are above ground. They will be taken out by a nuclear strike. Um because I'm a sane person. So uh, I'm doing a solar rant today. And the reason I'm doing one at 5.36 in the afternoon is because I don't want to do one. And I think of, I think it was Jocko Willink who said uh, on about, I guess on the topic of off days is if you wake up and you're truly, there's a difference between like, oh, I'm just being a little bitch and get out of bed. You're like, all right, let's go, just go fucking do it. Like every morning I don't want to work out, but I go and do it. Then there are days where like you really you can successfully be working out five, six days a week for like nine months. By that point, you've kind of developed the work ethic. But then you'll still have days where you're just like, I'm just fucking beat. And like you're not sick, you're not injured. It's not that you're busy, you just you're just beat. And Jocko says, on those days, you still go 
And if the next day you wake up and you're still beat, then you take that day off. But you are, you can never gratify, you can never give in to um, the, the desire for an off day on the off day. Because you'll always use that excuse. If you are, if you're feeling off, you still go and go do the thing and then take an off day. So I'm burned the fuck out. Um, what day is today? Of course, it's April 1st. As anyone that watches the gaming channel knows, I normally drink once or twice a week, normally Thursday, Fridays, and then I'll get back to the podcast. But starting on like March 1st, I just decided to stop, which was cool. And then I went to the fundraiser for Joe Kent two weeks ago yesterday. And that, let's see what day that was. Nobody gives a fuck about what I'm talking about right now. And I frankly don't give a shit. So go fuck yourself. Um, Yeah, so I hadn't drank since like March 1st, I think. Which was like a Tuesday. Might have been before that. Um, No, I think it was, I think it was Saturday. Yeah. (sighs) March 5th. I drank March 5th and then just kind of woke up and just was like, "Eh, I'm done for a little bit i didn't drink the whole next week then i drank on the 17th which was the joe kent fundraiser and then i haven't touched it since and so yeah in the last one two three four weeks i've i've drank one time now let's see so from march 6th until now how many podcasts have i done uh Jesus Christ in heaven. I've done 45 podcasts. No. I've done 46. 724. That was March 5th. Episode 724. Up to 770. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I've done 46 episodes and taken one day off in March. I didn't even fucking realize that. No wonder I'm burned the fuck out. I'm so goddamn tired. I mean, like, on one side, it's cool. I've been making gains. Nobody gives a fuck. The point is, is that yesterday I really wanted to take today off, and I decided not to, and I got up, I cleaned the apartment, and I went to the gym, and I went and got groceries, and I'm doing the duck. Not like fucking a duck, but I'm do- I'm doing the DUCC. I'm not above fucking a duck, but I might. Um, and uh, I had to cancel both those podcasts. I thought I had uh, something, but that thing got got canceled to another day. So now I've now the canceller got canceled. I was the canceller. Now I got canceled. And uh, I'm definitely think I'm just gonna get some beers and and, and game with my with my buddies later. I'm really fucking in need of a day off. I'm so tired. But I worked out today when I didn't want to. I fucking cleaned the apartment. I'm doing all the shit I don't want to do. I didn't want to take apart all the hard drive shit. I didn't want to do laundry and wash my sheets. I didn't want to do all this. I'm doing all the stuff I don't want to do, including a podcast. So I'm doing a podcast. I don't want to do a podcast. I'm going to force myself to do this. I don't care how shitty it is. I don't care. 
it's going to serve a purpose. Either it will be great or I'll look back at it in the future and be like, that one really sucked. Maybe don't do the podcast on the day you don't want to do a podcast. But I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So, you know, one thing I've been trying to think of more and more is, you know, today's April 1st. Two weeks from today will be the eight year anniversary of my older brother John's suicide. And I've been thinking a lot about, which I think just kind of happens as I approach the state. I've been thinking a lot about like death and like what I really want to do in my life. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of did a lot of what I wanted to do. Like I turned down med school and I pursued the idea of being my own boss, not even knowing what I wanted to do. It wasn't like, I'm going to drop this because I know I want to do podcasts. I don't even know what I wanted to do. That's how fucking stupid I was. I just said, I'm going to go for it. And what is it? I have no idea. It's like I took off, but my plan wasn't even to walk on the moon by the end of this decade and do the other things. I like took off on a rocket and in flight, eventually discovered I should go walk in the sea of tranquility. So it was just pure retardation. Um, and yeah, it, it's, you know, it's turned into an income and I get to do my podcast now and I get to do whatever I want, whatever I want. And despite that, I, as my friend Matt said, Tommy, the upside is, is you're your own boss. The downside is, is you work for Tommy Kerrigan and how right you are, Matthew, how right you are. And um, now I still, my goal, much like China has their hundred year plan from tw- uh, 1949 to 2049 to become the global, global hegemon. I have my 10 year plan. I started the podcast in December 2019. By December 2029, I want to be the biggest podcast in the world. Still want to do that. Um, Yeah. But like long, long term, like what do I want to do? And, you know, I was thinking about, I had on Brandon Weikert twice recently, talking about winning space. And I've had on a lot of candidates running for Congress, running for the House, running for Senate, running for state Senates and state Congress. I think I've had on like 10 or 12 now. Um, I was able to kind of make the introductions that led to a, a fundraiser for Joe Kent. So that was cool. Seeing something actually materialize from the podcast to like a candidate getting checks. And I was like, that that's kind of badass. And I'm going to continue to try to do that. And I'm somewhat loosely involved locally not this locally kind of can't really go into it, but helping someone else see if I really can't kind of enact change in, in the political constituency of, of us and yes, national and local politics. I think that's interesting. Um, it's definitely been cool having doctors on here talking about mandates and how people can fight back against them and find legal exemptions. That's great. Um, and when I had on Brandon Weicker, we were talking about really how America has the ability to become a dominant uh, space power, but or secure the next century, but we're not doing it. I got all jazzed up and was like, dude, that's going to be the next fucking plan I have. So like, I'm going to start getting on like generals and defense contractors. And I'm going to really try to like use my podcast as like a platform to, to talk about the importance of like space force, which I might still do. It's pretty cool. I mean, as lovey-dovey and optimistic as I am, I also realize that like the world is a very cold, dead place. And 
the the one the, the golden rule is not who has the gold it's who has the fucking biggest barrel writes the rules it's just what it is we're apes we really are just apes we're a step away from the jungle so i might still do that but i'm starting to kind of zoom back further now and i'm like do i really want to do i want that to be the big thing like on the face value do i really want to put untold time and effort into building awareness about a weapon system no and not that I'm some fucking hippie against weapon systems I don't know if I want to do gotta love when the when the $500 microphone cuts out you gotta love it you gotta love when this fucking scarlet whatever the fuck this is the sure microphone's fine but you gotta love when the goddamn whatever that is that red box cuts out that's my favorite that's my favorite when that goddamn piece of shit cuts out i love when the built-in microphone on the imac is more consistent than that absurdly expensive external box that's my favorite Fuck that company. The CEO of Scarlet raped me. That's an accusation. You put that on, bring that to the bank. Take that to the bank. You can bring it to the bank too. You can also smoke it. I don't know. But yeah, well, yeah. So, you know, be it a weapon system or be it that fucking Scarlet box, like, do I really want to put a ton of effort into a material thing? And the answer is no. And as flag behind me says, and the number of veterans I have on here and the amount of rah rah I do, I'm clearly a fan of the 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 united states of the united states military for all of its evils for all of the intelligence apparatus machinations yeah I, I i fucking get it one of my friends asked me the other day he was like hey he was like you know you're a retard and i fucking hate you that's how we talk to each other it's our love language and he was like you hide behind so many layers of irony he was like just he was like all, all kidding aside he was like what are your political beliefs Actually, I'll pull it up right now because he's pretty liberal, but he's one of my best friends and we just talk shit to each other. Um, what did he say? Serious question before you. You know, I won't judge you. I think you're a fucking idiot subhuman, but you're buried behind so many layers of irony. What do you actually believe in politics? Fair question. I said, in short, I believe in American exceptionalism, despite all of the atrocities we've committed. I think we're the least worst evil. I judge that by I judge that by the desire of immigrants to come here. I think that least worst evil is then relatively a paradise. A paradise, therefore, that needs to be defended by force, because force is the only universal language. Within that paradise, I believe me alone I believe leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. If you don't like something, don't do it. That applies to drugs, hate speech, transitioning, gay marriage, etc. It's pretty simple actually. All else is performative window dressing being Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. I'm not ignorant of the military-industrial complex and the machinations of the intelligence community, but in the 10 millennia of humanity, ultimately, we are apes who kill one another. That's it. We're the warring ape. America is the least worst haven where you can criticize the government, be your own person, etc. And for all the limitations of that, again, relative to every other place, it's still the best. So to me, rum is the least, is the least gross link to me, rum is the least gross liquor when drinking straight. 
it's still fucking disgusting, but it's the least gross liquor if you're going to drink it straight. That's America. I voted for Obama, Romney, Bernie, and Trump. I voted for Bernie in 2016 in the primaries. I didn't vote for the general. Who knows where I'll write in 20, who knows where I'll vote in 2024? I really don't have a party. So, yeah, you know, that kind of goes to explain, you know, where I come from. I'm not ignorant of the outright evils that we do when we commit to. I just don't, as Mike Baker, Joe Rogan's LOL CIA handler, said on one of the first podcasts with Rogan. What the fuck was that? Um, he said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blind to the evils we've done, but at the end of the day, uh, power pours a vacuum. If it's not us, it's China. If it's not China, it's Russia. Look at how they're acting when they're not the dominant powers. Look at what Russia's doing to Ukraine. Look at China's doing to the two million Uyghurs. They're that's and they're not even the dominant power. So I don't know. I might be making my case now for, for maybe I really should kind of go all out for Space Force. I think I will still do it, but it's going to maybe be a periphery. Like, I'm trying to help get Joe Kent into Congress. I think it'd be cool to get Anthony Sabatini, um, uh, Jeffrey Sosa-Paquette, Julian Essiar, Joe McCarthy, Steve Cara, Mike Collins, Mike Durant, uh, Dr. Fox, Dr. Tyson, a lot of cool ones, right? A lot, a lot of cool ones. But I'm not necessarily throwing my heart and soul behind it. You know, Joe Kent's a little different. I think he's truly an exceptional person. Not nothing against anybody else. I just think he's genuinely an exceptional person. And that's why I'll go a little farther out of my way. Same with Mr. Durant. Those are two people that I really kind of hold on a different level. And that's why I'll continue to try to put them together with Dr. Malone or Dr. McCall or anybody else that I can do and use my platform to help them out. Um, same goes with Dr. Mal- uh, Dr. McCall and Dr. Malone. I think those are just extraordinary individuals. Um, I had on Dr. Sandeep Nayak the other week from Johns Hopkins uh, Center of Consciousness and Psychedelic Studies and how it applies to clinical psychiatry. That's obviously something that's very close to my heart. That's a guy that he'll always be able to use my podcast, that whole center. Anyone in that field will always be able to use the podcast. But I'm putting like my heart and soul into the podcast. Like this is the thing I do, right? From updating cameras and microphones to audio quality, fuck you, Scarlet, to whatever we're doing, whatever I'm doing, losing my fucking mind. Um, Whatever I'm doing, pushing this forward, this is what I'm putting my full heart and soul into. On par with it would be working out. I'm trying to get back into working out after. So I was, I was, ad, I was more obsessed with working out than I am with the podcast. From 2003 to like 2014. So like a podcast, like 11 years of obsession. The couple of years I took off after John died were really more of a, a a timeout and less of a quitting. So I'm trying to get back into that, and I am, and I've, I've been going balls to the wall with that. Um, but that and the podcast are—I don't really. There are other things I do, but not 
like, again, I'll have on these candidates, I'll have on these doctors, but those aren't my sole focus. My sole focus is like exercising, dieting, just ruthlessly vacuuming up audiobooks and trying to enact positive change like through the podcast. So maybe I will start doing this Space Force thing, start aggregating people. But back to like the mortality thing, I'm really trying to think of like what do I want to do I need something I can sink my teeth into like long-term. Like that's what I think amongst other things do I think the brilliance of Elon Musk is, is that like he chose a goal just crazy enough that he might actually be able to do it. But so crazy that he also might not be able to. And that's making hum- uh, humanity a multiplanetary species. To me, that's brilliant because he can't say he can't make his goal. I'm going to have us live in another galaxy. That's just it's comically. No, but it's also not like I'm going to set up the. I'm going to take a fucking sledgehammer to that goddamn box. Why? Why is it cut out? No, there's nothing wrong with the cables. I'm going to put a fucking 50 caliber around through that thing. Jesus fuck. Um, that's the thing is because it also starts to fuck with your mode of consciousness because now you're constantly glancing at it, making sure it doesn't go out. It fucks with the whole flow. Of the... <clears throat> I'm going to make a note to replace that piece of shit right now. Fuck that thing. God fucking damn it. It just cut out again. What a fucking piece of shit. Jesus Christ in heaven. I'm going to light that thing on fire. This is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable. What a piece of shit. Scarlet 4i4. That piece of shit. We are not sponsored by them. In fact, I'm anti-sponsored by them. Don't buy this fucking product. Don't buy this goddamn piece of shit. What a fucking piece of shit that is. Jesus fuck. I don't even remember. What the fuck was I talking about? This is this is what I mean. Is like it fucks with the whole flow of the goddamn podcast. Why would it cut out?
Jesus fuck. Elon something long-term goals. It's it fucking fucks the whole goddamn flow up. All right, I'm using the iMac microphone. What is this piece of shit? What the fuck is this thing called? A focus right, Scarlet. Fuck this thing. This is a piece of fucking shit. I got this in like January 2021. Nowhere in tear. It's been sitting on a pad for a year and a half. Now. It could be a faulty cable, in which case I am just really being a melodramatic douchebag. It could very well just be a faulty USB-C cable. Man, this is exhilarating podcasting. It could just be a faulty USB-C cable. I might just be a douchebag. I think I already am a douchebag. But it might just be the USB-C cable. I don't know. But we're going to get to the bottom of it. It can't just be... Right? It can't just be that. It's gotta, there's got to be more to it. All right, we're going to try it again. Just cut my fucking finger. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful fucking day. But Tommy, your life is so great. You're not living in Ukraine. All the thing you're bitching about is, is your microphone. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? I bet their microphones work. Granted, they're using them to call in artillery fire. But I bet they fucking work. Granted, it might just be the Azov Battalion putting the microphone up close to the mouth of the guy that's being burned alive on a cross, but I bet it fucking works. Jesus fucking Christ. This is the passion that you maybe don't see all of the time on the camera, but it's the uh, white-hot fire that pushes this podcast forward off-camera. Fucking... I'm going to get that wire and I'm going to hang myself with it. And I'm going to make sure that you can really see the scarlet focus right. I'm going to make sure it focuses right on the focus right thing as my lips turn fucking blue. Maybe maybe we don't do the podcast on days that I'm not feeling it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. But I'm starting to think maybe not. Um, but so, you know, I've talked about it before. 
when I had like an accidental, you know, most ODs are accidental, right? They're obviously intentional suicides, but a lot are accidental. When I say I had an accidental OD, it was like an accidental, accidental OD. Like I wasn't even getting fucked up. It wasn't like taking a lot of pills and like, no, I know my tolerance. I won't. I didn't even know I had taken something that caused like a, 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 a cholinergic reaction. It was a mixture of just like like Tylenol and like uh, an, old, an old prescription I was on and I think a Benadryl. Something that I think even the doctor said, even with my own biochemistry, if I took that combination again, I would probably be fine 99 out of 100 times. But I took it on the night before my 29th birthday, so August 6th. 2019 um the 74-year anniversary of the detonation of the bomb over hiroshima but um because that's how sane people think about these things and i woke up three days later in a hospital still to this day have no recollection of it. they told me eventually my memory would come back still has not i was brought to the hospital i was uh apparently i was fighting four nurses and a security guard and they gave me like uh they started hitting me with like Valium and nothing was happening. So eventually they just strapped a mask to my head and gave me propofol and knocked me out for like three days. And I was intubated and had a uh, catheter and still to this day have no recollection of it. But I absolutely almost died. And I think about the hospital that I was brought to and how if it wasn't for that little hospital, this wasn't some mayo clinic this was just a small hospital in rural new england i wouldn't be here and a couple months after that is when i started the podcast and i really was just kind of scared straight and so i've I've been i've been thinking about this like since like 2019 i remember thinking about it the day i was discharged and felt like an idiot you know, so many people in my family were calling me crying. And that's the worst part is because like, I still don't have any recollection of it. So it wasn't even like after John died, when people called crying, and I was crying, it was like, I, st- I you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, you're crying. Like, I don't remember anything. I don't even remember like dreaming. I just went to bed and then woke up and there was three days gone. But I remember when I got discharged, I remember that night was the first night in like a decade that I prayed. And I prayed to like all my deceased aunts and uncles and grandparents and brother. Basically, like, it was like calling in like the Avengers. And I was like, I fucking need like the A-team to help me get my life back on track. Like I've been living at home. Like I'm pathetic, unemployed, overweight, and almost just died. I was like, I I need to call in like every karmic favor, every door I've ever held, every ramen noodle I'd, I'd ever donated to a homeless, like anything I've ever done. I was like, I fucking need to call in all my favors. And uh, I did graphic design for a couple more months and started the podcast and I haven't looked back. But I remember that night realizing i was like i'm gonna fucking build like a hospital wing on that hospital before i die i don't know how i'm gonna get the money like at least now i can kind of be like well if the podcast really works out maybe i get some stupid contract and i maybe could do 
I was fucking unemployed. The podcast, I didn't even think about doing a podcast. It's not delusional I was. But that's something that I've kind of kept in my mind forever. And I know I've talked about the podcast. Like the main goal I want to do is raise a ton of money and donate to mental health research. But after two years of COVID and really just seeing how horrifically, I mean, I've it always known it, but I mean, truly just seeing how just to the bone corrupt the pharma, FDA, CDC, NIH, by extension, NIMH, National Institutes of Mental Health, complexes uh i don't i don't want to just write a check and even if i made some joe rogan money and wrote 100 million dollar check uh now there is some selfishness right you don't want to just give 100 bucks to red cross it feels a lot better to bring 100 dollars of groceries to a homeless shelter you get to see it there's a little bit of selfishness in there you get to see it and you're like fuck yeah i feel good um but I really don't want to do that because I don't trust that more than 5% of it would make its way to research. So, you know, I'll always do little side goals trying to give this platform to doctors I believe in who are fighting back against vaccines I don't believe in, vaccine mandates, excuse me, that I don't believe in, candidates. I don't give a fuck if they're Democrat or Republican. I think if I think they're a good person, who stands by their convictions and their bipartisan convictions like freedom of speech, autonomy over your body, a strong America. I will give them my platform. I love how I'm talking about my platform. Like I have more subscribers than PewDiePie. I have have 9,000 on Rumble. I'm like, listen, you know, this is, it's like making, it's, it's like working your first minimum wage job and getting paid 21 bucks for three hours of work. And being like, listen, you know, we're going to have to be smart with this money. I don't want it to go to my head. You know, I don't need a fleet of Lamborghinis. Maybe you just choose out your fit. You choose your favorite color and you get one. Just delusion. You're seeing the delusion in real time. I, I talked earlier about the delusion of, of, of realizing I wanted to do what I loved. I want to be my own boss and do what I love without even knowing what I loved. How I considered building a hospital wing before months before I even started the podcast, a year before I even got a job at a liquor store during a pandemic, you're seeing the delusion in real time. You're you're seeing it. But that delusion is probably the only reason I keep going forward is because I'm driving the car at 90 miles an hour and the fog makes it so my visibility is 10 feet. I don't see the brick wall three miles ahead. And that's why I just keep accelerating. And then ironically enough, because of that blind determination and false sense of confidence, when I do come across the brick wall, I'm going so fucking fast. I just go through it un- really unscathed. Like not even like a hundred miles an hour. Like I'm going the speed of light. It's just like, you know, Wiley Coyote and like Roadrunner. You just see like my silhouette go through it. So you're seeing the delusion in real time. That being said, I think I would like to do something like that. I think I would like to add to that hospital, like a realistic goal in my lifetime. I think I would like to add to that hospital. And I, it's not even like I went there for like mental health. I went there and really kind of used every aspect of it. Different scans, different toxicology, different whole bunch of different doctors were working on me. So really the whole nine yards, everybody was, it was a team effort. 
I think that's like a realistic thing I could do. And I think I would really like to, I think I'd like to build like a series of schools all in one spot. I think I'd like to build a, a medical school. And I mean, I would name it all after my brother, but I would like to build a medical school, a pharmacy school, a dental school. I think nursing and physician's assistants can kind of all like use the same institutions. I'm ignorant of that. But I do remember at UGA, there was like, well, there was Medical College of Georgia, which was technically, it wasn't part of UGA, but it was right down the street. There's the UGA Pharmacy School, which was, was its own distinct place. There's the UGA Dental and I think Vets. No, they didn't have Dental. They had Vet. That's what I'd like to do is, yeah, like Med, Pharmacy, Dental, and Vet. Like those four, kind of like a health, super campus and then maybe like a law school because there are there are a lot of a lot of the big medical schools have that the md jd or the phd jd or whatever i think that's a realistic goal would be like a medical legacy name it after my brother i think that's something real it's not some fucking weapon system it's not because even the people I, I'm trying to help get into Congress, one day they will all be gone. One day I will be gone. And at first they'll be in the rearview mirror, like 1990s politics, and then they'll be 1970s, and then we'll look back at it. We look at like we look at the 1950s, but then it will flow even farther back and farther back, and not in the same way that maybe we look at Civil War America or Revolutionary War America. But there will be a point where any and all efforts I make in this world, a Space Force effort, will be as antiquated as I'm going to build new new ships of the line for the Queen. Sure, but in time it will be nothing. It'll be dust to dust. Beyond that, it will one day it will be nothing but a Roman ruin that you learn about in some obscure chapter in social studies or there's a picture of fucking whatever and you got to cite it on your book report in MLA format. Now that goes for everything. It doesn't matter how great your your legacy is. I just gave the Scarlet thing a look as if like, don't you dare. I'm losing my mind. Um, that is bullshit though. I do need to replace that because I can't have it fucking up the flow. Can't have you fucking up my period. Yeah. Um, but no efforts you make will ever be eternal. You just can't. Whether your efforts are a, a city park or a, a fucking you build the International Space Station, right? Cost $100 billion. Like Bezos could buy it. If it be, Bezos could build a new one if he wants. If it's great, in time, that will be nothing more than a an old ruin. Now, that doesn't mean to despair and to lose all hope of doing anything meaningful in your life. Not at all, I don't think. I think it means you have to find what is within your immediate, much like local politics, you have to almost find like temporal altruism. You have to find something that's worth it in your life. 
and that will have a meaningful effect on people. And nothing will be perfect. Every charity will have a degree of corruption. Every fucking philanthropic act will have a degree of egoism and, and you'll be greasing palms somewhere. And it, it'll all, it, none of it's perfect. But that's one thing I'm thinking more and more of is I, I, I want to make a, a fucking buttload of money on this podcast. I don't want a lot. Stuff makes me anxious. Like I have a 700 square foot apartment and I'm already like, all right, let's not, you know, we don't need to act like a king here. I I view my apartment like the palace of Versailles. I'm like, this is, I'm like, let them eat cake. This is enough. That's not, that's not at all because they would never say this. It was terrible. That was a mixture of a Ron Burgundy accent talking about the palace of Versailles. Yet somehow being like a noble leader. None of those things go together. Jesus, God, maybe don't do the podcast on days you're not feeling it. But, like, I get anxious with this. I have, like, I have just enough dishes to use. Uh, like, I, you know, I make sure to, re- I, I use water bottles for, like, a week straight before I finally recycle them. Because I can't bring myself to just re- to get a new water bottle. The idea of having, like, a mansion gives me anxiety the idea of having like a fleet of cars gives me anxiety i don't uh the idea of having multiple homes it makes me uncomfortable i'd really like my own place out in the woods somewhere in new hampshire near my family i'd like to know that i never have to work again yeah i mean i'd like to know that i can just if i truly wanted to had the money for utilities, food, healthcare, and to turn, yeah, and to be able to just put out a shitty podcast every day until I die. So once I secure, like, let's say it happened right now, I'm 31. Let's say optimistically I live to 81. Play it safe. Say I live to 91. I put away 60 years of living expenses. Living at, like, three grand a month. What would I do with the rest of the money? I really think I would build a medical school, pharmacy school, dental, vet school with a lot. So five medical, dental, vet, pharmacy, law. Five five schools in like a super campus all in one spot attached to a hospital that could be expanded to be a research hospital. So that, would, that would be like the sixth thing, right? medical pharmacy, dental vet, law, and then you'd have to add to the hospital to make it a research hospital. Maybe put like helipads there. Yeah. You put an airport nearby, you could definitely you could get involved in organ transplant, which is what the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine does in Miami, which is where I got where I got in. It's not even my alma mater, but I still have like pride for it. It's fucking retarded. Um I think that would be cool. Name it after my brother. I think that's real. And that will, like all things, there will be corrupt people. There'll be corrupt managers. There will be people. There will be nurses who steal drugs. There will be shitty doctors, as in all things. But I think it would be cool to maybe, within that, 
I think it would be cool to offer like scholarships to like underprivileged kids who got into medical school. Like that would be a cool thing if it had like an endowment. You know, you'd have to have a certain GPA from college. You'd have to you'd have to be cream of the crop. But if you were from like a certain socioeconomic uh, class, that could be really cool. Like first generation immigrants or something like that would be really cool. Um, and then not only that, I've I've kind of thought this out. Like it would be cool if you could offer an incentive. It'd be like if you stayed and like worked at the institutions or the surrounding clinics, you know every year like every year you work there like one year of your loan would be forgiven or something so like if you went to medical school for four years you, i think the military does too so if you do four years of medical school they require you to do eight years of service it may be something like that but you wouldn't have to go to the military and that and it wouldn't cut anything out of your salary so i think that would be cool that would kind of give people an incentive to like stay around and actually kind of give back and make it a a worthwhile thing but to me that's beautiful because and eventually and i would i think i'd probably make it so like when i died it didn't like stay in some i think all all trusts and things i think they all get corrupted i think that's why like bill gates and bezos and zuckerberg are all pledging to donate like 99 percent of the money buffett because it gets corrupted so i would definitely eventually just like sell it or it'd be dissolved or, or I mean like the ownership would be like dissolved out of, you know, if I ever, I, I will not have any kids, but if I ever, whatever, signed it over to whoever. But even then, if it was still a private institution at that point, it's to me, like, even if it's privatized, objectively, there is still a expanded hospital with a medical pharma, medical pharmacy, dental vet law school, super campus. Like that's put out into the world that now exists. Like lives will be saved because of it. They might be shitty people that get saved. Fuck if I know. And with time, it will go away. Either in some catastrophic war disaster or just out of age. Who knows? Because there are still colleges like, isn't Oxford like a thousand years old? It might keep going. But it might only be around for a couple generations. Who knows? Maybe it'll end up like Detroit. But to me, that is that is something worth sinking my teeth into. Oh, and I should have prefaced this whole podcast. I need this because if I don't have a goal, I go fucking nuts. I, I not not nuts. I get depressed. I get depressed and anxious, and I just fucking start spiraling into a bottle of alcohol or pills or both. Holla, spring break. Woo, drugs are cool. Not. <sighs> So I think that's what I'd like to do. I don't think you can just cut a check to 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 mental health studies. Even something like MAPS, the multi multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies, which I can never say in one go. The multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies. There we go. Fuck. Headed by uh, Rick Doblin. That has it is not the other MAPS. It's a very important distinction of the minor attracted persons. <laughs> that is, that is, 
my buddy David O'Neill pointed that out to me one podcast. He was like, you want to work your whole life to give money to maps? Like, what the fuck? You could see him like getting ready to load his gun. And I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, it's a beautiful thing, you know, love. And he was like, what? <laughs> you know, mental health. And he was like, no. Oh. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And because not only that, even if it was sold, it had no, even if it was renamed, fucking, you know, whatever, some other asshole buys it, it becomes like a Rockefeller medical school. I went to the University of Georgia that's been there since 1785. It becomes sort of like a heartbeat. Like it contracts and expands and it can, and it, and resources flow through it and there are alma maters and there's scholarships. And yes, there are fucked up things about it. There are something like, I mean, there are, you know, there are racists there. There are, there are date raping frat boys. There are pledges that get killed. There are also great frat guys that never, they'll never get credit for it because they're evil white guys in a Greek club, right? But there are wonderful people at the, I mean, I, I love the University of Georgia. I mean, I genuinely love it. I think it's a wonderful place that does wonderful things. I don't ever see myself being in Georgia again, and that's the selfish side of me. I, I kind of want to see this shit in building. So it's probably why it won't be there. But it can keep flowing and building. And it, as Kent Clisby says in his book, Willing Accomplices, about the uh, Marxist takeover of the United States that started in the 1920s, is when they create these things like active measures, the uh, Yuri Besmanov. Get out of here, fly. <sighs> Not up in here. Is that these things build themselves and they keep, they're tradition. They become self-perpetuate. Like, you know, old fraternities. Uh, the, the, the original alumni are long gone, but the thing keeps going, Right. No one alive at the inception of the United States is still alive. There, I think there's there's definitely still some people that were alive during World War One. Definitely no veterans. But there are definitely people that were alive while World War One was still going on. But the point is, is like this whole nation is completely replenished with people and ideas, and there are great works, there are great national parks, and decades later it becomes great acts of going to the moon and. Decades later, it's fucking whatever. But I think that would be a beautiful thing would be to build some health super campus, not just to be treated, but also as a place of learning and research. And just having that, you know, it's like um, even private hospitals, and I, and I agree with this, I think this is a wonderful thing, that you, you cannot be turned down. And so someone might go there to the ER without insurance or whatever. The hospital will eat the bill. And it sucks and we can all wring our hands about it and I'll be the first to do it. That's one of the reasons why I didn't go to medical school. But the reality is, is like the physical building still exists. It's sanitary. It has medical professionals with the resources, both drugs and hardware and software to save a human life or to alleviate human suffering. Everything else kind of gets, it all gets worked out and or it all comes out in the wash. So if you can just have another hospital created, another medical school, 
who cares if who cares if there's a fucking Marxist takeover in a hundred years and it gets nationalized? Whatever. There will still be operating rooms. There will still be places for an ambulance to park for a helicopter to land. And I think that's good. Now, I will say what I don't like about it is unlike getting guys into Congress or something, it's something that I can continually work on. This is something that like I can't really do until I have like retard money. So it's just on the back. I guess maybe I could start designing it. That could be kind of cool. And of course, because it's me, I can't just, I'm saying it all like folksy now. You just want a hospital out there for the good people in New Hampshire. I mean, but the reality is, is I want this to be the biggest fucking hospital in the world. Fuck yeah. Well, for anybody watching, thank you for being my therapist. Because this was definitely not a normal solar rant. This was more of a talking out loud. But I've been trying to kind of work through, like, what, what do I really want to do? You know, like, I, 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 as everyone knows, I love the U.S. rah-rah military. But this is an empire that will one day fall. And it doesn't necessarily have to be catastrophic. I mean, we still call Great Britain great, but it's not a global empire. I get that. China will rise. China will fall. India will rise. India will fall. That doesn't mean it's all for naught. Like when people say if the soldiers who died in World War II could see Americans today, how disappointed they would be. True, but they weren't fighting for their great-great-grandkids. They might have said it. They were fighting for the wife and kids and parents back home. That, so you're fighting for there's local politics and then temporal philanthropy. I want to put something out there for the people that maybe live a generation or two after me. And I think that's beautiful. Right, the a society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they won't sit under. Or my own take on it is a is a uh, an airport grows great when men wipe the urine off the toilet seats of on which they know they will not be shitting. So when you piss and you clean the seat anyway, even if it's not that because you have to poop and you don't want that pee pee on your cheeks, I'm an adult. I also, this is back when I wanted to do comedy. I also had another shitty one. It was uh, saunas are kind of like the international waters of like bro code. <laughs> Just, none of it's really real. Balls out, it's fine. We're in the sauna. But Yeah, I think that's what I'd like to do. You just leave this place a little better than you found it. And hey, if uh, if heaven and hell are real, that's cool too. Woo! Did something good. Fuck you, Lake of Fire. Yeet! If karma's real and if reincarnation's real, that's dope as well. But even if it's none of it's real. Jesus Christ, I just sound like Joe Biden. Even if it's none of it's, if it's real. I feel bad for him. He should be in a nursing home with family. 
even if none of that's real, I look at my life since I came out of the hospital. The vast majority of my life has been just been fucking amazing. Not not just because it was fun, but also because of opportunity, safety, never missing a meal. You know, those basics. And although it was shit for a couple of years after John died, like five, my life since coming out of that hospital, there's like a three-month lull where I started like online graphic design school and that sucked. But from December 2019 until... Friday, April 1st, 2022. And for the fucking universe, the gods listening, this isn't some like I'm putting a pin in the podcast. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. This is, I'm, I'm just doing a beautiful reflection. It's not time for me to go. Fuck off. <laughs> Has been the best time of my life. The people I've got to talk to, the, the satisfaction of, fucking becoming my own boss and not because it's subsidized by mom and dad but because I'm paying my own bills doing something I love and doing it I think somewhat well and it's growing and I don't know what tomorrow holds what guests are we getting tomorrow who's the next big the biggest podcast I've done to date episode 653 which is over 10 times larger than the next largest podcast I've done Episode 653 with Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, and Dr. Matthias Desmond. I was in Austin overcoming a case of gastroenteritis, laying in a in an, uh, a hotel bed, listening to the Dr. Malone episode on Rogan, and just deciding to Google Matthias Desmond after listening to Dr. Malone. Desmond's in Belgium and I somehow wrangled him and McColl together at the last minute and then that morning I called like a number where I knew I might be able to get in touch with Dr. Malone I had just walked out of the gym it was like snowing out I was like still kind of sick I was back here in Maryland and I somehow swung getting him on there that's something that like 72 hours prior I didn't know it was going to happen. No, meanwhile, and like two straight nights of my flights were delayed. So I got back at like 3 a.m. Then we did the podcast at like 9 a.m. And I, and I called, I ended up getting in touch with Malone 30 minutes, Dr. Malone, excuse me, 30 minutes prior. That was something where 72 hours prior, I had no idea I was going to do that. And it was great. Podcast, if the, I think it's at like 700 something thousand views. I don't know why I'm trying to act like it. It's at 726,000 views. My podcast subscriber count on Rumble went from 1.4 thousand to, I think, it went from, there's, there's multiple. So it went from 1.4 to 2.8 to 4.2 to 5.6. Yeah. So it quadrupled in like four days. That was like the coolest thing ever. I think Ben Shapiro clipped it. That was cool. That was hardcore. That was that was maybe the most satisfying moment of my life. I would say over acing the MCAT was that. And like all things, there are brief moments of highs followed by unending, interminable swaths of putting your head down and just working through the line, which is where I am right now. 
done 117 episodes since then. The subscribers have gone from 5.8 to 9.7, right? So quadrupling the pod, the subscriber count in four days to not quite doubling it in three months because it was on January 4th. Today is April 1st. Long swaths of work. Yeah, so who's going to be the next big... Why was I going on that? Oh, yeah. The the joys of this podcast, of paying my own bills with it, of getting those cool, you know, highs, like, fuck yeah, it's it's fucking going up. It broke 100,000 views. Fuck yeah. And my friends texting me, dude, it broke 200. Like, what the fuck? You know, that was so cool. And, like, I hope to do that again. I hope to fucking blow that one out of the water. You know, that would be cool if any of these guys of having on my podcast actually get into... Con- and I'm, mind you, I'm one of, like, 10,000 podcasts they've done. I don't know why I'm trying to throw it on my back. Like, yeah, I got Joe Kenton. No, I fucking didn't. Dude has a work ethic of a machine. Um... But the point is, is my life since waking up in that hospital have really been better than all the other years combined. And I had fun as fuck in middle school and high school. Despite working nonstop, I still had a blast in college. And to me... What other thing would there be than to give back to that very thing that allowed me to live? And isn't that fucking America is you get the opportunity? I got the opportunity to wake up. Not in some enlightenment sense, but the opportunity to literally wake up and not undergo clinical brain death. What I did with that time was that was for me. That you figure that out, bud. And it led to the podcast. It could very well lead to something else. And I know it sounds all fucking cheesy and Hallmark card, but that really was like a renewal on life. And so I think that's really all I can do. It's like I often like go back and cite the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. My dad's dad was going to be part of the mainland invasion. He was 18. I mean, sure, he might have lived. I also might win the lottery if I go buy a ticket right now. No, 18, unspecialized, you're fodder. I absolutely would not be here. So I like, I rationally cannot even argue against the droppings of the atomic bomb. And I get the, I get the drop arguments against it. I really do. And I've opened up to those more, but I rationally, logically, like going back in time and killing your grandpa, I can't argue in any meaningful sense against it because the very fact that I'm here and able to argue is because of it. So I can't, I can't, you know, 
An AI can't bitch about strip mining for silicon. It's like, bro, you exist because of that. You rationally, logically, you can make changes to be more renewable, but you can't argue against the strip mining of rare earth. That's why you exist, Mr. AI. Or miss, where the fuck you are. So, like, I can't really rationally argue against not doing this because I am alive because of it. Not not nuking Japan, the hospital, building a hospital. Important distinction. One is dropping a, a fission bomb on a sovereign nation. The other is building a, a house of medicine. I mean, really, yeah, I don't know if you can get farther apart of two interpreted meanings. Mark Twain said the difference between the right word and the wrong word is the difference between lightning and lightning bug. So, yeah, no, I'm not talking about I need to put my life towards nuking Japan. I think that much is understood. But so I think that's a meaningful goal. I think that's a worthwhile goal. I don't know, maybe I'll download some like some like CAD software and start like designing it. Cause the, really the, the, the journey is like ninety percent of the fun. Like I think I secretly loved studying for the MCAT. Getting the score was sure a great high. But like like episode six fifty three getting seven hundred thousand plus views. That's great. So much are so much of it is because of the swings and misses, the countless whiffs leading up to it. So if my podcast blew up tonight and I got a million subscribers tomorrow, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But goddamn, if so much of it isn't just the just a fucking the Sisyphe, the Sisyphusian struggle. It's just joy. I don't know if you guys can hear those hard drives. It sounds like Monty Python, like the galloping horse. The microphone towards it. Clop, 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 clop. Well, I'm losing my mind. You know, maybe that wasn't a half bad podcast. Don't think about it, Scarlet. I just saw you. I fucking, I can see you thinking about it. Okay, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, this podcast is over. Kind of fucking up now. Um, so yeah, Friday, April first. Um, I think I am gonna go get some beers and play some sandstorm insurgency. I don't have to reschedule tomorrow's podcast. Yeah. God damn, if life, life is not beautiful.
Yeah, I'm I'm 31. I'm single. I have no debts, and I I'm my own boss doing this podcast. That's fucking cool. That's fucking beautiful. Oh yeah, it's all gonna work out. It's all gonna be just good. Much love, everybody. Love you all. Stay safe. God bless.